Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. This is the podcast where each week we take a deep dive into an album that we feel like talking about. Um, sometimes you, the listeners, decide and sometimes we decide. This week we have decided on a record. Bob, before Pete. we get into that. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. I just jumped in the ocean. Uh, you know, it's the end of Fourth of July weekend. Woo! Feeling good. Feeling uh, good. Jumping in the ocean always kind of clears the cobwebs from my brain. So you know, I'm feeling clear and ready to uh, have a little chit chat with you about this. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling that too, man. Got some ocean time. Uh, it's been it's been about. Oh, geez, it's been about a week since I touched ocean. So uh, feeling good about getting in today. You got to touch ocean. You got to touch ocean, man. You got (laughs) to. I I did touch some other water, but but let me tell you this. Yeah. So, yo, hi, listeners. Uh, I was in Maine for a wedding. Um, I did not see the sun from the time that I crossed from Connecticut into Massachusetts which then I went into New Hampshire and then I went into Maine and then I went back to New Hampshire and then I went back to Massachusetts and then I got back to Connecticut over the course of a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, over the course of five days, five days, no sun. And it rained almost the whole time. And for two of those days, Pete, it didn't hit 60 degrees. Damn. I had to buy a sweatshirt. On my way, I was like, "Damn, I was, I was expecting summer, man. It's July. That's no way to spend the Fourth of July weekend, Bob. No, no. But you know what? I got back, got to see some fireworks, feeling good, working on my aura. How about you? You had nice. a good Fourth. Good Fourth. Uh, very mellow. Just had a few friends over for a barbecue, and there up. was a uh, there was a fireman's fair actually in, in my town. So we went there on Friday night and ran into a few local buddies. It was a good time. Um, I did not ride the zipper or any of the rides. I was a little scared, you know, it's been a while. So I just, uh, played a few games and didn't win anything, unfortunately. Oh, all right. Well, today we will, um, we'll play the game. We like to play every week when we record, uh, listening to cool music and, answering the immortal question are there tracks um this week we actually have a different a little bit the records i mean yeah it's different it's not it's it's just it's a record uh by band it's Um, newer yeah it's it's newer newer that's the, the difference uh the band is deeper and the record is called auto pain uh released in 2020 this is a chicago based band so uh i I came across this not long ago, and I, I, we want to do a little bit of a preamble here because there's a few things to deal with when you're talking about a record by a newer band than when we're doing these records that are, you know, f- even five years old. You know, uh, this record's one year old. So um, I came across this record not long ago and just kind of, for lack of a better term, was completely charmed and intrigued by it. And, uh, you know, so so that's maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but so sorry. Sorry if there's a spoiler. <laughs> but <laughs> how, but you, was, how, ex- how exactly did you come across it? Was it a recommendation or did you read about it somewhere? I'm curious. No, I saw, uh, you know what, a, a friend, shout out to my buddy Madison, posted about it and he was looking for the record. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting looking record. And um, P 
Pete, as I know you're familiar. Um, interesting looking cover. And so I was pulled in by that. And I'm like, huh. And I, uh, I think of my buddy Madison as a dude who has pretty good taste in music. So I was like, all right, let me check this out. Uh, and was pulled in right away. was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, you know, and there's some things that are better or worse after some really, really deep listening. But I thought it'd be fun to do this because, boy, it's it's really cool to be exposed to new music. Um, and it's something that is a big reason we do this podcast, even if the new music that we're exposing people to isn't quite literally new, if that makes any sense. Um, that I was like, hey, here's an opportunity for us actually to do new music that I hope is new to other people too. But Pete, I had, it's not a ethical dilemma, but maybe it's just a quandary. Do we treat this record the same as we treat records that we have been doing? Because one record came out last year, Mm -hmm. less time for it to really sink in. Some of the questions that we ask, maybe are less relevant. You know right. what I mean? Uh, because a lot of times when we do records, there they are some reason that we did that. And I mean, there's a reason we did this one as well. But um, there's a lot of times we do records that there's at least a person, a small group of people, et cetera, who it's like, hey, this is my favorite record. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is or this had some sort of monumental impact or or this is a band that had a monumental impact. And so I don't right. want to say or not say that about auto pain, but it's certainly a year old, which means that just <laughs> by pure longevity, it doesn't have the uh, the impact that some of the records that we've we've done can have right exactly it's a it's a year old and the band I mean, it's younger dudes who, you know, have only been playing music for so long. Yes. So like who knows where all of that goes in the future. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so then it's like, okay, well, so then like, do I feel comfortable cutting tracks? And I'm like, Hmm. I was like, you know, maybe we, do we try to craft it and, you know, change the way we, so I'm pulling this back and I go, you know what? The most respectful thing we can do to this record, which I have, I hold in relative high esteem for something I discovered not long ago is, to treat it like we do all these other records and to talk about the songs, talk about the record at large, give it some time. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to kind of keep the same energy that we do for each episode, but noting that it feels a little different. If that, does that all clue in for you, Pete? Totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then there's something else that we should mention here up front. One of the members of the band is no longer with us. Um, and that makes this an interesting conversation because again, um, you know, there's a story behind that, I guess. Um, Pete, you were, you were wising me a little bit to this. Uh, so, so apparently, uh, Michael Clausen, um, RIP, um, had been in the band since its inception. Um, and apparently, um, uh, wrote and recorded this entire album with, um, with the band. Yes. With um, the, the other three members of the band. Yep. Yeah. And I believe he quit before this record came out. And unfortunately within that period of time, um, killed himself, committed suicide. Um, so 
definitely a tragic thing. I have to imagine it has had a huge impact on the band and the members and, you know, Michael Clausen's family, et cetera, friends. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a critical perspective, um, it makes things difficult, right? Because we want to be sensitive to that. Um, yes. Obviously, you know, a lot of, uh, energy and, um, blood, sweat, and tears went into this album. Um, so if we say anything critical about it, just know that it is not, you know, we're, we're, we're sensitive to the situation. We're trying to kind of, uh, talk about these things critically, I guess, yeah, from a yeah. musical, from a musical perspective. Yeah. And, and, um, and like, like, like I kind of said about this being a newer record, which unrelated to the passing of, of Mr. Clausen, uh, is just being, keeping that same energy. Yeah. You know, we want to show that like, Hey, regardless of any critiques, we do think this record is very worth your time and attention. So otherwise um, we would not be talking about it. That's right. <laughs> so Pete, uh, the band deeper, um, neither of us really had much familiarity before this. I pretty sure I suggested this and you were like, Oh, cool. Let's do it. Um, bands from Chicago. Um, not sure where they got started. I think they were kind of all nascently involved in a kind of DIY music scene. And uh, yeah, when I was going through trying to see their, you know, their ombudsman, their, their uh, resumes, right. Um, relatively short. So um, this is their second record, their second album. Um, and uh, yeah, why we're we discussing it? Cause it's a good newer record. And it was kind of interesting to me. Um, I'm very curious to see where they go from here. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this was a fun one for me because, um, as much as I love talking about albums that I'm familiar with or bands that I'm familiar with and records that I'm unfamiliar with, um, cause typically, you know, I think you're right. Like we have covered older acts for the most part. Um, Some, so yeah. it's, it's, yeah. So it's refreshing to, talk about like a brand new, you know, year old record. Yeah. Um, yeah. and particularly, I mean, for me, you brought this album up. I had never even heard of this band. Um, I do love the artwork. So that struck me immediately. Yep. Um, but it's fun. I mean, I think it, it made me think about, I feel like it's a whole separate discussion, but like, I'm curious to talk to you more and probably even hear from, you know, all of our listeners and followers, like, yes, where do you find new music? Because I feel like with all of the, there's, there's just so much music nowadays. It's so readily available everywhere. Like I'm, I'm curious if people have a specific, you know, blog that they go to, or if you're just mm -hmm. getting, you know, your recommendations from Spotify, like it's, I feel like you can go in so many different directions in terms of finding new music. So yep. yeah, this was cool. I think it's a great conversation that we should use and we can kind of springboard off. But, but I will say a personal trick of mine, and this is if you're a fan of music, you probably are. Well, I will say this. If you're a fan of music, it would behoove you to follow uh, other fans of music. And there's probably someone, either if they're not in your circle, maybe there's someone who writes about music and you've come across something. Mm -hmm. Follow them. And they will occasionally post about music. Uh, and there's any number of websites out there talking about new music, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that you can always um, 
it is hard to in the moment um, see something go, that looks interesting. Oh, this seems, I'm curious about that. And then follow that thread, right? Like how often can you be, you know, you flip through Instagram and see someone posted something that seems interesting. You go, oh, okay. Uh, My move that I've been doing for several years now is screenshotting that. Yep. And then I go back through my photos and I can see, oh, yeah, that's that. That's that. That's that. When I have time to go back and and even if I do, you know, if I remember it shortly after, oh, let me put that on. But it enables me to gather things in a way that feels comfortable for me. So uh, that is a good little, you know, pull back the curtain behind the scenes um, <laughs> trick. So um, auto paint certainly falls under the category of that. I think the record cover is really interesting. It's unique. Um, and you know, I guess, let me, let me ask you this. We both said we liked the artwork. Did you have any inkling of what the record sounded like based on the artwork? No, not really. Um, Same. I like, so I know your music. I, I generally, yes. I think I know what you're interested in musically. Yes. So I did not know if this was going to be kind of like hardcore slash punk related. Sure, sure, sure. Or if it was going to be like indie or like post-punk related. like So really, I was kind of basing it off of what I know you to like. Yes. And I had, I just really had no idea because I knew that it wasn't, I knew that it wasn't clean. I knew that it wasn't just like a new hardcore band or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, so uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, I mean, I love the artwork. I, I, there's an Instagram account that I highly recommend if you're into this stuff, but it's called Socialist Modernism, and it's Ooh. just it's just all architecture and statues um, from um, like Eastern Europe and Russia and like you know like like Soviet era architecture essentially, um, and I fucking just love it so much. And this that it kind of reminded me of that um, in a way. So. I don't know. Oh, you're in really good company. The the buddies I have who follow this are uh, also very unique friends. So uh, so cool. I'm following this account right now. Socialist Modernism on Instagram. By the way, uh, to get crass and commercial, follow us on Instagram, uh, <laughs> TraxPod at and uh, on Twitter, Trax at TraxPod, and email us at TraxPod at Gmail. Really yes. quick, getting that out of the way. Do um, that. Okay, so I did not, and it, you know what? It's interesting. Um, the buddy I said who, who influenced this, I know his music taste vaguely and like to know some of the stuff he's into, but not all. What I do know is he's got good taste. So I was like, okay, let me check this out. And I was super impressed. Um, so yeah, well, I've, I've cats out of the bag. I like the record. Um, <laughs> and let's, let's speak broadly about this. Where categorically do you file this record? genreing this thing i think it's like it's 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 indie rock like writ large okay i would say and then it's you know if we're choosing like a niche of indie rock it's it's more in like the post-punk category yeah um that's what i would say kind of broadly i think that's that's i think where i would put it and you, you know um 
I think post punk almost has its enough of a space that you could call it that. Like, are we are we comfortable to not to say that post punk isn't um, like we're not gonna be mad if it's like like post punk isn't just a limited to time and place thing, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, okay, because I I think that's sort of where I place it. Um, and because I I mean, but I, that is an interesting question, though, right? Because yeah. like, is it does it have to be immediately actually post right right post this, rock? right right um, right right like, yeah? I mean, that's because because when you think of post punk, you obviously think of those bands. You think of you know the Cure, Joy Division, yes. um, that era. Um, but yeah, this is like contemporary post-punk, I guess. Right. And, and like low key post-punk has had a real moment over the past like decade, um, where, where I think in a lot of ways, it's a part of the larger independent music world fiber. Like it's, and it's, there's been some really vibrant stuff domestically and internationally. Um, there's just a lot of people out there who are showing this like real reverence for the source material and either faithfully or experimentally um, uh, playing with it, you know? And yeah. Um, and yeah, I think this falls right into that groove. And, and what I've found is that there's certain elements to this record that are very faithful and certain elements that really play with it and are like, well, what are, what can we do with this? And that's why when you started and said, this kind of falls under indie rock writ large, I was with you too, because I think there's elements of this that, that really extend outside of what we traditionally go. Oh, this is post punk. You know, Mm -hmm. that said, like, this is a no-brainer for somebody who likes post-punk. That's sad. Like on the other hand, like if if somebody who was like, "Oh, I really like," <laughs> I'll put it this way: I have a friend who works in an office, and a, and he really likes aggressive music. You know, he's a hardcore punk, metal, all that stuff. But he likes other music, and he likes music that he can play when he's in the cubicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, this is not a record I'd be afraid to play in an office. And this is not a record I'd be afraid to, you know, the person who's like, oh, I really like The Killers. Oh, okay. You know, I, I could hand him this record and go, I, I, you might find some interesting stuff on this record. You know, um, I, I think do feel like there could be a broader appeal with this for sure. Yes, and that's kind of, I think, what I'm getting at because I think about The Killers, and that's a band who I think, um, based on my taste in very in, in music and especially guitar-based music, it's inoffensive, even at its worst moments. And its best moments, I'm like, oh, this is pretty catchy, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I think this record has a lot of oppor- like opportunity to be a, bra- uh, a mass appeal record. I agree with you. Um and just to get tangential for a minute, yes. have you heard the new Killers song with Bruce Springsteen? No, I haven't. I would be interested to hear what you think. Really? Okay. Um, I don't know anything about the Killers, really, except for like oh. the hits. Okay. I mean, two albums that I'd just say, yo, like worth owning. 
Wow. Yeah, like straight up. You're yeah. adding them to your personal collection. They're in the collection. Um, <laughs> there's a third album that's uh, mixed bag. Um, but there's two albums. I think it's Hot Fuss and Sam's Town. Day and Age. Mm, mm, not as much. But Hot Fuss and Sam's Town. Uh, okay. Worth owning. Like, worth listening maybe maybe we'll do that route deeper you yeah. brought us to to talking about doing a killer's deep dive uh um, look at that <laughs> look at that so um i don't think they're gonna like that maybe they no, will i don't who think knows? so who knows who knows um <laughs> because there is an element of this exactly what you said the indie rock and and kind of what i was saying where where the, it seems like they're unafraid to color outside the lines a little bit there's an awareness to this that makes it feel more than cosplay which is to say, it's not paint by numbers post punk. It seems aware of its spatial relation <laughs> to other music and that it can pull in influences to it largely being like, oh, you know, this is uh, this is uh, a little bit of Gang of Four. This is a whole lot of Cure. This is some Wire. You know, this is right. elements of television. You know, like there's all these things. Um, Depeche Mode. You know what I mean? Like there's all these elements, but also you can hear the tempo snaps up a little bit and has its own thing going on. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think we'll get into some of the questions of its timelessness later, but um, any yeah. other big thoughts before we start going track by track? No, I mean, just to kind of piggyback on that, like um, before we get into the track by track, um, I really like, it's something I thought about a lot when I was listening to this because you know, when you are doing music that is so obviously interested or so obviously informed by, you know, certain bands of a certain genre, mm -hmm. it can go one of two ways. Like either you're doing an obvious homage, like, and I think of, I don't know, just first example that comes to my head is like Brian Jonestown Massacre, where not yes. only is the band called the Brian Jonestown Massacre, obviously having to do with Brian Jones. Yes. Um, but <laughs> also, you know, they do albums. They had, they've had albums come out called like their satanic majesty's second request, you know, which is an obvious homage to their satanic majesty's request, the Rolling Stones album. So it's like, you can either do that, which is, I think is cool if done right. Um, because you're not necessarily trying to do anything new. You're just trying to do, you know, your best interpretation of a thing that you really love, or you take what you really love, put it in kind of a blender with other things and try to do it in your own way. Um, and there, this album, I think not to give anything away, I guess, from my perspective, but like, I feel like it's kind of a mix of both. Um, they're definitely trying to put their own spin on things at certain points, but then there are other points where I think it's kind of, they are just kind of obviously nodding at like certain bands and certain songs. So yeah, it's cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's I what mean, I got. <laughs> I, I, I agree very strongly. <laughs> um, and it's so, <clears throat> as we move forward in time and with music, there's parts of me that want to reject genre talk, which is something we do a lot on here. But I think it's important, and I think it's 
fun to do and talk about placement and you know it, it sort of gives people a register and where to get started like okay yeah. how am i going to think about this oh am i even vaguely interested in this it's 2021 there's so much music to listen to is this something i'm interested in um i feel that myself uh you know and it's like is this something i could you know you said it you went in blind and i could have said oh yeah go ahead and throw this on during dinner and what if it was a black metal record you know <laughs> it'd be like oh no oh. but um <laughs> But it gives people a place to start. And sometimes I think that's the way a lot of bands operate. I think that's a way in a DIY space or in an organic creation space. How often have you been in a band that was just like, hey, man, let's just do a band. Okay, cool. What do you, what do you think and what kind of stuff? Hmm. <laughs> There's always that conversation of like, what kind of stuff? Right. What are you thinking? You know, and I think that's so natural and organic. And the creativity comes out of, well, you went in the room and said, we're going to do a band that's like X. But really, it's not so much like X. It's like Y. And there's a little J and there's a little Z. And you throw it in the blender. And, and like you said, there's where the authenticity comes in. So, um, you know, I, I hats off to the people who really pull it off. And this record, I think, hits it, hits it in a lot of spots. Um, are you ready to track to by track? Let's do the track by track. Let's go. Um, let's start off. So just as a heads up, this is a 12-song, um, 33-minute record. I, I like it. I like that length. Um, I love that length. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is this... Ooh. It's, a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's been a while that is we've done a record this short. Is this the first record? Wow. I don't know if we've ever done a record this short. Well, maybe we did a Misfits record um, on. It came from New Jersey. That might have been shorter, but it's been a long. It's been a while. I um, think the only two records come that come to mind are Misfits and we did Lifetime Hello Bastards, which I think is yeah, you're right. That, that just one. about this length or shorter, maybe yeah. shorter. How about that? All right. So um, the first track on Deeper's Auto Pain is Esoteric. So again, I didn't know anything about this jump in turn it on um and i'm not gonna lie um i didn't love it off the bat okay um it reminded me of there's certain things that i thought were interesting and i was just paying attention because obviously i knew that i had the entire record to go but right off the bat it reminded me of kind of early 2000s discord records stuff okay so i'm thinking i'm sure. thinking about like q and not you and bands mm -hmm. like that yep um that was never anything that I was super interested in. No, um, and, and I've given some of that stuff a second chance and third chance. Interesting. Um, I, I'd actually be interested to re-listen to some of that stuff because um, I, I, I haven't heard it for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I, I On second chance, it fared worse. <laughs> third chance, it fared better. <laughs> um, but but there's still... It hasn't moved out of the I have to take a chance on this. Um, so So it might... Maybe we'll do a fourth chance on uh, on some of that material here. Um, okay. Okay. So but continue. Yeah, but but yeah. So it was. I felt a lot of that. I felt like actually kind of harking back to the Mars Volta episode that we did. We talked about GSL Gold Gold Standard Laboratories, which was yes. kind of uh, a record label that they were associated with. It reminded me of some stuff like of that ilk as well. Kind of early two thousands, like dancey, like like indie rock slash post punk vibe. Yep. Um, 
So again, that was just never really like my lane. So I wasn't super stoked, but um, I like the vocals. The vocals actually remind me of like a younger Robert Smith. One hundred percent, and and I think you identified it right. Younger for sure. Yeah, 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 like yeah. His like early like era, first don't cry era. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and I thought that were that was cool. I, and I, but like, even though I didn't like the song a lot, um, I kind of I was I was patient about it. I guess I'll say because I knew that like there were elements there that I thought like maybe they're going to explore that later in the record. So it wasn't it wasn't like a turnoff. It wasn't off putting to me, but I will say that like the first track on here is not one of my favorites on the record. Um, the guitar hook in it is like super cool. Um, and yes. interesting. Um, the name of the song actually really fits the vibe of the material. Um, it just feels like really like weird and anxious. Um, I agree. I like the, the line. Is it any wonder I feel so old? Um, it just like you, you feel this like weird, like, like, like anxious kind of like, uh, kind of a little darker energy kind of right off the start of the record. So cool song, not one of my favorites. Um, but it still had enough that I was interested to see like what was to come. Yeah, I <clears throat> I like this song a lot. I actually it almost has like this haunting tempo to it, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the unique things in post punk. I think you can get a real samey tempo, but you can also find your way to to just kind of trace the outline and, and you can nudge it up a little bit or nudge it up a half step and it it really f- kind of feels differently. Vocally, y- so this is something you'll, anyone who's talking about this record is going to say to you, um, this is a, uh, vocally, this the Robert Smith is there. Um, this for sure, I hear earlier Robert Smith. But musically, there's a little bit of cure here as well. And I think that hook you're talking to me about that you mentioned, um, I could almost find that on something like the Disintegration record. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I really like the song. This is a clear-cut keeper for me. Um, and I think one of the biggest strengths is that it kind of pulls you into the record right off. I think this is, you know, and and here I am. You're like, mm, not so much. But for me, <laughs> pulled me in totally. And kind of was like, oh, okay. I am very interested to hear more because I think there's a certain level of quality to the song that that made it, gives it its own thing. And uh, while also having some reverence for other material. For sure. Yep. Um, next song. Run. Run. So here, they're much choppier, more frenetic. Um, I hear a lot more wire here. Um, mm. The 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 riff that you hear kind of at the beginning almost has that disco-y 70s rockin' riff uh, that's warm but also kind of curtailed, if that makes sense. Um, and it's like, to me, it's like where you go, oh, okay, right. I often forget that post-punk was butting up against a lot of that music, you know, and yeah. in a lot of ways, pulling from certain things that they liked. Uh, there's a lot of repetition in this song. 
This one is probably one of my least favorite songs on the record. Um, mm. It just doesn't catch me in the same way some of the others that use this. So, so I'll talk about the next song as a kind of back and forth, but not my favorite song. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so this one to me, it sounds a little like less anxious than mm-hmm. the first song. Um, it's it's like it's kind of just like solid indie fare for me. I think the the, the thing that really stands out though is the guitar work on it. Yeah, um, it is like kind of more interesting than than normal. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a super strong second track in my opinion. Um, and I guess, yeah, to get, are you ready to move on to the third song? Yeah, go right um, in. I guess. So this the heat. next song, this heat, this heat is actually for me, like where the record starts. Mm. Uh, I, I think that this is like a super, super strong song Yeah, and it gives me, I guess more, this is just personal opinion, like more of what I'm interested in, I guess. Um, it's the, the drum pattern, um, the drummer's name Shiraz Bati, I think, yes, if I'm correcting yes. that, uh, pronouncing that correctly. Um, he's great. Um, really, really interesting stuff going on. Uh, but I feel like in this song, this heat, it's 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 like the kick drum is emphasizing the vocal patterns, and like there are corresponding guitar leads that kind of mix and match with that. It's just it's a really interesting kind of like way of arranging a song. Um, and I feel like that's something that was kind of sort of done in the first two songs, but they really kind of bring it to another level on this song. And that's where, like, I guess what I was talking about before with like the homage versus the, like, like bring something new into it. Yeah. The homage versus the blender. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, exactly. So this one is more the blender than the homage. And, and, and I think they really like knock it out of the park. Um, it's great. I mean, this is like, I don't know that if I were to like completely rearrange this record, how it would actually look. Oh, that's a good question. Keep that in mind. You know yeah, how we like I mean, to do that. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I I don't know if this would be the opener, but this is definitely like, for me, this record starts in earnest, like here on track three. Interesting. Okay. So to me, this is certainly a great song. Um, I, I think a lot, like you said, I like where they're melding stuff together here. Um, there's a little bit, the tempo is a bit dancier to me, um, but it still has that energy and it's almost manic at points to me mm-hmm. in this space. You know, I'm not, this isn't, isn't, um, you know, blast beat <laughs> manic. <laughs> this yeah. is a different thing. It's, uh, there's an element where this feels very post minimalist rock style. And there's a load of personality. Um, it's driving. I think the that has the line crossing a line, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a super memorable track. This does everything that the last track run doesn't, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, oh, okay. What you didn't capture there that I was looking for, I heard on this song, and I was like, oh, okay. And it's really starting this song. Whereas I was really referencing influences on Esoteric, which I like that song a lot. Like it's it's one of my favorite songs on the record. This song they come into their own. Yeah. So yeah, great song. Uh, next track, Willing. 
So this one kind of brings the pace down a little bit. It's yes. a little bit slower. Um, I call this a back shift of speed. Yeah, yeah. Which I think when you have a record that's like this kind of anxious sounding, I think you need to kind of play with the pace a little bit here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the vocal patterns on it. Yeah. Um, there's a really good groove. Um, it's just, it's a nice reprieve from the kind of anxiousness of the other songs. Um, good song. I mean, you know, I, I don't like it as much as this heat, but it's kind of, it's the yin to the yang of the rest of the record kind of. Yeah. I think um, it's funny you say that about the groove. I actually think the melodies are almost angular and um, there's kind of these shifts in the song that make it really memorable and unique. Um, but I, I can hear the groove too. Like they just, there's, there's a follow up to the prior track. That's like, Oh, okay. What do we do? How do we, how do we go from that energy to something? Else? <laughs> and I really like it. I think this is a s- very strong keeper. Yeah, for All sure. Right, uh, next song, Lake song, Lake song. So, I really, really like this. This is not my favorite song, but definitely one of the top tracks on the record. Um, It's a little bit more melancholy sounding. Um, It's more synth driven. I think they kind of fluctuate between like letting the synth lead the way and letting the drums lead the way and letting the guitar lead the way, depending on the song. Um, I think whereas most of the songs prior to this one, is really reliant on kind of an angular guitar riff. This one, there's like a really great guitar lead in it, but it's it's much more minimal than yeah. uh, than I think they would have done on the the songs prior to this. So it's it's definitely like a moment where you, I or at least I kind of realized, you know, this band is not just like a one trick pony. They know how to do different things and you know, every member of the band on their own instrument knows how to kind of uh, like be at the, f- like at the front of the song at different points and also knows how to kind of lean back and like let other members take charge when, when need, when the, when the song kind of demands it. Like it calls for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Um, it's synthy. It almost feels, and this is where kind of referencing that awareness of other musical styles and different influences that they could be pulling in. It almost, it's post atmospheric, <laughs> uh, you know, um, in this funny way. And um, there's a desperation in the vocals. And I think that that kind of thing, like, especially when you move into the indie world or even the post punk world, having a desperate vocal where you can feel strain. And if you're not familiar, um, you know, vocal emotion is a real thing. And what does it evoke from you? What do you hear in it from the, the, the singer or the vocalist? And you can feel the strain here. And, uh, I think that makes the difference a thousand times. So yes, very strong song. Um, next track is just the untitled interlude kind of basically a 35 second, intro to the next track which is spray paint yeah um another great song i feel like it follows up from lake song like really beautifully um this one like i I like how they play with the dynamics a lot in it 
Um, it kind of feels like, like as soon as the song feels like it's about to blast off into this other thing, they kind of bring it back to earth and like cut it like down. Um, mm-hmm. There's like, I feel like new order. There's more new yes, order in this song yes. than there is in other songs. Um, and I also just like, and this is something I could say about a lot, a lot of these songs, but particularly with this one, the brevity, um, they really keep you wanting more. Um, yes. I feel like they could have made this a six minute long song if they wanted to be that indulgent about it. And they just don't like, you know, it's just, it's a shorter song. It gives you, it gives you what it has to offer. And then it just cuts it when, you know, the, the parts of this song individually are so good. They could have stretched that out much more. Um, but they just don't. And that it takes, uh, it takes a certain kind of like, 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 uh, vision i think to be able yes. to to do that yeah and i would say vocally i hear it's almost more big room version of the vocals sure um kind of finding his voice in that robert smithiness uh good song i i co-sign all the points i think the brevity and efficiency in the songwriting across this record like one there's a variance in the song lengths which is always important to me two they clearly were crafted with that idea. As we said, this is a 33-minute full length. Wow. I'm, I'm going to give you some stats when we get there, but <laughs> it feels, it just goes down really smoothly and leaves you wanting more and curious. So that's a great thing. Uh, good song, for sure. Um, next song, For You, which this song I felt pretty strongly about. Um, and my big note, which I had next to the, the song is, when it kicks in, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, <laughs> so tell me about this. Uh, one, the percussion on this record on this record is strong. The drumming here is really me- uh, memorable to me. It's it's crisp, it's clear, it's clean, and I'm like, wow. Um, one of the things they do on this song is repetition into a break, and then yeah. that kind of trope musical trope uh for lack of a better term um maybe musical device if we want to be nicer (laughs) can really pass me because i'm like okay but when bands do it right oh it really hits and i think they hit it here i like this song quite a bit nice yeah i i like this song i i if i had to if i was forced gun to my head to cut it or keep it i might cut this i'm not gonna really? lie really okay yeah. what do you why oh, give, come on tell me well it's it's good it just it it doesn't there's not much i mean the drumming is great throughout i think you're right about that on this song but but uh for some I reason it was in my face here we talk about the um the rotation i think because there is a lot of synth going on there's a lot of different things going on on the track for you, I just think once you get into the part of the song that's really rocking, um, there's a simplicity in what he's doing with the drums, but also it's just so crisp and clean and feels fresh and, and just sounds really good right here. For sure. I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, and this is definitely one of the more experimental songs, I think, on the record. Um it's 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 a super interesting song. I like how it like I don't love the intro part, but I like how it kind of launches into that more charging kind of punk vibe. Yes. At about a minute in. Um it's uh this one, I mean there's there's a lot of television influenced 
all over this record with the guitar yes. specifically, but I, I feel like this song in particular, it's like really, really there. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's cool. Um, and I'll say this too. I'm going to cut it for now, okay. but I listened to this record probably three times and the fun thing about a 30 minute record is that you can listen to it a number of times and it's not exhausting. Um, and I found different things in different songs in all three of those listens. So who knows? Ask me in uh, a month and maybe this is one of my favorite tracks. Okay. All right. We're with it. Um, the next song, VMC. So this one, um, this one's cool. It starts off as kind of, typical post-punk fare it feels to me like joy division kind of sped up a little bit um but then it breaks into that this kind of weird off kilter chorus um with the guitar and the drums kind of playing off of each other which i think that that's something they're really good at um they're never i don't want to say they're not playing in sync but they're always kind of saying like oh you're gonna do this kind of jarring thing so i'll do this other kind of jarring thing to kind of like like highlight that um, which is very cool. I, I, I feel like they spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff. Yes. Um, it feels like, I guess the blender theme, it feels like yeah, this yeah, song yeah. particularly feels like a fresh take on like an older model. That's, um, that's exactly where I came at. Um, basically through this section. Cause I think VMC, the next song, Hel- Helena's flowers and the next song, the knife. Yeah. All to me struck me like, Oh, okay. They they got grooving right here. They really started to figure out how to take the post punk model, um, strain it through, you know, the last thirty years of indie rock at large, <laughs> and come out with something really interesting and unique um, that both feels familiar but not throwback. Which recurring theme? If you can do that, you win. So VMC. If I'm making a four song EP off this record. The next three songs are all on it. Yeah. This is a really strong stretch. I agree with you. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Helena's flowers just going in. I, um, I really like some of the stuff. I think there's some very eclectic drumming. Um, I like the fake applause mid song. Yeah, uh, cool. th- there's a little bit of like a space age post punk thing that I think Many post-punk bands tried on the second or third or fourth album and did woefully blah with. (laughs) They did it here and kept it tuneful, interesting, and concise. Um, I also really like the vocal interplay and how it works with the music and it keeps me kind of locked in through the whole song. I'm with you on which all is only of that. two minutes, which I love two fourteen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you on all of that. I think the only other thing that I'll add is, I feel like this is kind of on par with "For You" as being one of the more experimental songs on the record. Yep. Um, but I feel like this Helena's Flowers succeeds where "For You" for me does not succeed. So, like, it's it's uh yeah it's it's. It just shows that to me, like there's a lot more experimentation, a lot more places that this band can go. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out like what works and what doesn't. And yeah, for sure. This song is great. 
Okay, the knife. Tell me what you think of the knife. This is one of my favorites on the record. Yep. Um, I mean, like you said, if the, if there's an EP, if there's a four song EP, this song for me is definitely on it. Um, it seamlessly flows between like all of these kind of seemingly disjointed parts. Um, but all of those disjointed parts are like equally compelling. So, and that's a really hard thing to do where you have these parts that don't really feel like they work together, but they make them all work together. Yep. Um, this song, like it, it really knocks it out of the park in that respect. Um, it's almost mathy at times, but not in a way that like takes away from any of the listenability of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like that's like really hard to do. No, um, I, 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 I think the song feels like a single right from the jump. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I was trying to figure out how to capture the energy of it. I think you're right about the mathiness is there. Um, it's playfully dark. Um, and I, I think this song, you know, and it's it's coming out of VMC and Helena's Flowers and, and Crashing Into the Knife, where I'm like, oh, they seem completely unafraid to play with structures of some, like, otherwise, like, stoic monolith sounds. Yeah. And they do it really, like, in this cool way that ah, it's almost undeniable. So, yes, uh, very good song. And the last, last song. song. Warm. Warm. Um, it's a good song. Again, uh, if I'm having a cut or, or keep, I might cut it. It's um, it's a bit stunted. It's a little bit stiff, but that's only in comparison to the prior three songs. Let me be complimentary. I think it almost works really well as a closer for this type of record because it is... Sort of like a Seinfeld episode, it stops short. <laughs> it stops, and you're left going, "Oh, okay." You want to go back for more? So, um, in that way, we talk a lot about openers, closers, how the flow of the record is. We talk about shifting songs around. This song doesn't totally pull me in like a lot of the other songs of the record. Probably a solid eighty percent of this record, I'm really all in on. This song doesn't catch me that way. But I still left thinking like, okay, it has some value in where it is on the record. Yeah, I felt similarly. I, like it, it sounds unfinished in a way. Like I'd actually, I'd love to hear them talk about like this song in particular and why they chose this as a closer. Yeah. Um, it ends really suddenly. It doesn't really give you all that much. And like you said, I mean, there's not all that much that's memorable memorable about this song. And the like a lot of the other songs have whether it's like, you know, drum fills or guitar riffs or whatever that like really bring you in and are memorable and catchy. Yep. This song has like essentially none of that. Um it's it's like a it's like a vibe song. It's a good vibe. Yeah. And I think to your point, like maybe it's a fitting closer in the way that it it does just leave you wanting more. And I imagine it's kind of like designed in that way where like it ends so suddenly and then like you know depending on your spotify settings i guess like <laughs> it just like it like plays over again sure yeah um, yeah we'll, and, we'll cassette and, this thing you know yeah and you kind of like seamlessly like don't even really like yeah. notice yeah you go right back yeah so so it. it's 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 cool in that way but yeah i mean it's not it's not definitely not one of the stronger tracks on the record in my opinion no i, I agree so 
Um, with all that said, we just went through the whole record. Um, before we get into how we rate it and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want you to guess, Pete, how long the two records we've done that are shorter than Auto Pain are. Misfits Walk Among Us. Guess the length. Uh, 25 minutes. Oof, really close. 24 minutes and 38 seconds. Oh, wow. And how about Hello Bastards by the band Lifetime? 23 minutes. You were really good. 21, 37. 21 wow. minutes. Okay. Uh, now let's go back to a couple of very old ones. How long do you think the Gaslight Anthem, the 59 sound is? 48 minutes. Oof, I thought you were going to hit that one on the head. 41, 32. Ah. And how long, if you had to guess, was is Monster Magnet dopes to infinity? I think that's like an hour and two minutes. Yo, right on. 62 <laughs> minutes and 21 seconds. Good work. Nice. Good memory. Okay, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about the relevance of this record. This band is active. They're about to go on a tour this fall. So I hope if you check it out, you go check them out. I think it is still relevant. Here's my question for you. Let's just go through it. Yeah. Length. Is this record too long? Does it drag at all? So, no, I don't think it drags at all. Um, I, and I don't think it's too long. I will say that if this was a, I would have to, I would have to like think about this a little deeper, but if this was a four to six song EP, it would be like undeniably like, like fucking awesome where, I don't know. I would, I would be like, I would be so in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, and you'd be like, yo, I can't wait for the full length. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's not to say that it's not a strong full length. Cause I actually think it is again, oh, but like, but I, I, I think there are four or five songs on here that like, like really knock it out of the park. Um, where again, it's like, it's kind of looking to the past, but it's also like kind of has its own thing going on. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Yeah long way of saying it's not too long um at all it's i think it's a good length but um no i almost feel like it could be a great ep yeah no i I mean it would be it would be a like remarkable remarkable and i think it is i think it is i think it's really good i i think you stated it this doesn't drag at all it's 33 minutes man thank thank the music overlords that uh that the days of the cd era trying to fill 70 something minutes is over (laughs) because um we're getting back to the the time where it's like oh yeah we can put together a 30 minute lp cool um does the record feel disjointed or slapped together at all to you no no it's well thought out i think we anytime we question and go like oh it sounds like they were really thinking i think that's a good sign you know um, quality of the songs and lyrics. I have has as I have stated. Sometimes I have to force myself to pay attention to lyrics. I did not have to force myself to pay attention to lyrics, and there were lines that stood out. I think um, these are memorable songs and had some very memorable lyrical moments. Yeah, I, th- I I I wish I spent more time actually looking at the lyrics because I do think that there was a lot of um 
attention kind of given there. Um, one of the things I think we should mention is that apparently um, the title of the album, Auto Pain, was inspired by Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World. Oh, um, yes. So there, there was a there was a drug. If you if you read the book, there was a drug in the book called Soma. Um, it was like a pill that that all of the you know people in that world take. Yep. Um, that basically numbs you to everything. Yes. Um, it's been so long since I read this book. It's a yeah, really good yeah. Book, I mean, it's a great book. It's yeah. a great, great, great book. But um, they apparently described it, and I'm quoting now: "The desire to return to a connection with thoughts and clarity, which comes at the expense of feeling everything simultaneously." So it's kind of like the exact opposite of soma, where soma numbs you to everything. Their idea with this is like you're feeling everything all the time. So I think when, when we talk about that kind of anxious energy, like that's like kind of what they were trying to channel with this whole thing as like a theme. Right, 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 right. True. So that's, that's interesting with it. Um, which says the timelessness. Um, so we can't really say, does this exist uh, strictly in a time and place because it's a year old? Yeah. It certainly has an appeal that reaches backwards. Um, and I have a feeling if people are looking for records that take some of that post-punk energy, as I said, I think there's been a wave of post-punk over the past 10 years that ranges from serviceable to quite good. And yeah. this is way more on the quite good end of things. So For sure. I mean, I, I, I feel like it does... I always, I guess, particularly with bands I've never heard of, I try to think of like, where does this fit in with what I'm familiar with? Right. Sure. So yeah, yeah. like for me, I think of this band and then I think of like Deus Records. I think of like bands like Choir Boy. Yep. I think of like, I don't know, bands like Cold Cave. Mm-hmm. Um, like they fit in that world for sure. But, th- but then it's also like bands like Parquet Quartz. Yeah. They were like kind of on the bigger end of like the indie spectrum. Like I feel like they can kind of fit into any of those categories really. So yeah, they could really um have a foot in many uh field without feeling overstretched. Yeah. Uh and we, we spoke on the art already. I think one of the highlights was that there's there's elements of the artwork that feel appropriate for the sound, but also push the aesthetics forward. If you were looking for this as a genre piece, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, I think it's, uh, has a unique feel. It is not a ripoff of an old cover. It is not, you know, trying to do something that's purely stark. It feels fresh and clean, but also will pull you in. Both of us felt it. The, the, there's actually a band that I agree with you. I mean, there's also a band that I thought specifically of. Um, I think they're called Molchat Doma. Yes. I don't know that Russian I'm pronouncing band. that correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Belarusian, I think. Yep. Um, they're on... Uh, what label are they on? They're on uh, Sacred Bones Records. Yes. Um, yeah, this, the, the Etazi... LP is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And like, I mean, but the, the, I will say the artwork on this reminded me of their artwork in that way. Um, and, and the sound I think is close. Like they're more synth driven, I yes. think than, than, uh, uh, deeper are. 
mm-hmm. but there's definitely similarities there. Um, so if you like this record, I recommend yeah, checking them this out is as one well. Of the, this is one of the bands who I think is a <laughs> one of the more interesting current bands of this whole world. So for sure. Um, all right, so we're there. We're here. We're everywhere. <laughs> We've arrived. We've arrived. Um, thinking about all these things, thinking about this record, we're going to give it a rating between one and five stars. Pete, I am giving this a solid... <sighs> wow. <sighs> Do you have your star rating? I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay, I was gonna, I'm giving it a three and a half. That feels right. Okay. Um... um I for I mean for me, two and a half feels low, but I'm confident in it in the way that, again, I think I mentioned, I think it would be a stronger EP, um, and I think that there's, you know, we didn't really discuss like the timelessness of it because, like you said, it's a year old record. Right, right. It feels inappropriate almost to talk about the timelessness yeah, of a so, one year so, old record. <laughs> so there, yeah. So there might be a lot more to this in you know, in five years, ten years. Um, you know, I always think it's funny to look at like how Pitchfork rates records when they come out versus like the ten year anniversary, right? Yep. Because like sometimes they are not. They, they just miss the mark, you know, um, culturally or whatever. There might be different, you know, elements. Oh, and, yeah, different person who's who's picked it up, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. So, like, like, I think it's a great record. And I think it's, like, it's one of the stronger, like, new records of this kind of subgenre that I've heard. Um, I think that what they do in the future might be much better, even. Um which when that's done, I think it's going to be like potentially groundbreaking. So like, I think the, the, the potential is there. Um, and like, this is their second album. Like this is a band that they're experimenting with a lot of things. They're pulling from a lot of different things. There's a lot that I think, uh, could come out of this band in the future. So I don't know. I think, uh, for now it's a two and a half. And again, like ask me in six months and maybe I, you may feel stronger about it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll revisit on our one of our our debrief episodes. I uh, I think I feel good about a three and a half. I really like it. It's already kind of become one of these records that's uh, in recent times been a go to and uh, has so far made for a good um, good summer soundtrack, man. Which uh, nice. You know, you kind of always need that. So big shout outs to this. Um, are we going to be adding this to our personal collections? Pete, I'm answering this for both of us. I'm ordering the record for both of us. Sick. So thanks. Of course. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been too long since I gifted you a record. So let's do it. I'm amped. Let's do it. Um, yo, um, we got to, we got to talk what our next record is going to be, but we can do that off the air. Do you want to remind the people where they can find us? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TraxPod. And once you do that, don't forget to email us as well and give us your thoughts on this record once you listen to it, because you should. Yes. Um, And that's trackspod at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.